0: Football game tonight, no doubt. It's gonna be a football I'm game been here. Okay. I, I don't here him. All right, let's go, baby. Toss to white. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Watson. Touchdown! Hunter. Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. One second remaining. Ladies and gentlemen, football to the max. Your host, Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Randy Isbell.
1: Hello and welcome to another football to the max. As Once again, more news happening with Ezekiel Elliott, so we have to talk about that. I thought we might be done with that for a little while longer, but apparently not. Uh, There is that Thursday Night Football game to break down. We'll do that in just a second. And, of course, there's uh, Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie being suspended. There is Sammy Watkins being upset about not getting the ball. What's new? And, hey, we still haven't talked about the Adrian Peterson trade to the Cardinals. We'll, we'll discuss that in our big NFL Week 6 preview. That is, of course, same thing we do every Thursday. Talk about all the games. And then at the end, we'll do a little college pick as well. I am your host, Sean Garman here, Mr. Eric Watkins
0: yeah, I thought this was supposed to be a relatively slow news day, but um, yeah that 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 didn't happen.
1: Yeah, most of this stuff coming out today really. So we'll have to see the Lions got bad news, the Rams putting some ink on paper for Alec Ogletree. Well, there's some few things to get into, but let's talk about this game here that just ended. Thursday Night Football: The Philadelphia Eagles go and defeat the Carolina Panthers in Bank of America Stadium, 28 to 23. Carson wins three touchdowns, 16 to 30, 222 yards. It wasn't easy at all for him. He was pressured the entire game. Two touchdowns to Zach Ertz, both off of turnovers by Cam Newton. And then the one Nelson Aguilar about 24 yards to get that final score. Then it was about the Eagles basically holding on. To me, this was about oh, which quarterback stood up to the pressure. And Carson Wentz did. And Cam Newton did not. Does that sum it up for you, too? Or you you see this a different way?
0: Uh, I see this as... Really, the Panthers not doing Cam Newton any favors. Yes, you can argue the Luke Lee concussion that was a pretty big game changer, but
1: third concussion was, in three
0: years. Yeah, that, and that's definitely something to look at for his long term health. And even aside from that, just for this game, While there were some big catches from Carolina receivers, also a lot of drops. And at the same time, their running game, terrible. At one point, Jonathan Stewart had seven carries for minus six yards. You just, you can't have that much of a deficiency and expect to win a game. You can't.
1: No, you really can't. Uh, and it, and especially for Cam Newton, he was the one that ha- was having to rush. I mean, I I think they also waited too long to start giving it to McCaffrey in the backfield. They should have been doing that from the beginning. They re- they tried too hard to run Stewart when it wasn't going in that first half. Just go to McCaffrey after that. You're 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 just running Stewart you know he's going to get tackled behind the line. I can't tell you how many times he got tackled behind the line for like five or six-yard losses. They Mm -hmm. were just running through that line and getting him. And then the problem is, too, Cam Newton was having to – I mean, credit to both defensive lines because they did a great job. The problem is – Cam Newton was having to run for his life the entire game, or if not, he was getting hit while throwing in the pocket. The uh, two of the interceptions, not the last one. The last one was a uh, just a misread, apparently, but I still think that's on Cam to know just not to throw that ball in that spot. But the the first two... Especially the first one, it gets tipped in the air because he's being mm-hmm. pressured. Interception. The second one as well. It, it happens, and and that's the two two of the scores came from getting turnovers inside the the Carolina twenty for the Eagles. Those were the two touchdowns to Zach Ertz. But for me, it, what I kept seeing is that. The Eagles aren't sending blitz. The, the The Panthers had to send blitzes to get to Carson Wentz, and this is without Lane Johnson.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: how the Julius Peppers uh, fumble happened. Is because and there, there was a crazy stat that the Eagles had last year of because Lane Johnson had that suspension of when he didn't play, their record was awful, and when mm-hmm. he played, the record they have is is so much different. So, I, I think that it, it's uh, th- that's what that happened there is their right tackle is obviously not your, your starting right tackle so that's different but the Eagles are just rushing for the whole time and they're getting to the quarterback Fletcher Cox was a beast in this game and, and the, the the Panthers offensive line had no answer they had to start using Samuel and tight ends to to chip guys the the wide nine guys because, you know, because they're, they're coming in and they don't have a way to get them. And it's just, it was amazing to me that they could not find a way to at least stop it or, or, or put extra people on there, put extra protection for Cam. He was having to change the play just to, to do that for himself. And then the times he did have good protection, it was either a drop Mm-hmm. Or Newton would overthrow the guy. And, yeah.
0: And, I mean, that's from having it, as you said, perfectly, no pocket almost whatsoever. And let's face it, in situations like that, you miss Greg Olson. because oh, for yeah. every Everybody that gives him credit as such a great pass catcher, he will be a guy that will go in and slobber knock and really – make defenses rethink their front four front seven in their blocking assignments now that also said they also lined up McCaffrey in the backfield a lot without giving him the ball if you know that you have your athletic quarterback running and scrambling around and doing something why not put in a couple of those for McCaffrey? If you're not even handing off, use him as a much better decoy rather than just having him just do nothing in the backfield the entire night. Well, a
1: lot of times they had to just use him back there to block and he'd miss a
0: block. Yeah, because he's not a big blocking back. If you're going to have anybody block it would have made more sense with just with sheer size to have Stewart block and McCaffrey get the run.
1: Yeah, uh, I think you're you're right about that, but it's just they're having him back there. If you're back and they needed him back there just because they, I, I think, the they, they wanted that decoy. They wanted people to think that they could give it to him. They were using him on the read option after a while. I think they took too long to start the read option, too. They did. Because that, that was starting to get something for Cam. But, uh, I mean, credit to him. He makes that incredible, like, jump over the pylon that wasn't kind of a touchdown they reviewed it and everything and they just didn't have enough to overturn but they they get the touchdown to McCaffrey right after that. Uh, Cam Newton had two drives in the last 5 minutes. They the Panthers defense stopped the Eagles on on two consecutive drives to give Cam time and two times he fails. And on that on that third and 1 this is what I don't get. You have a minute and something, right? Mm-hmm. Get the first down. Absolutely. What do you, wh- Why is it that like this is something th- like that? Especially
0: when you have two cracks at it.
1: Yeah, you've you've already had a crack at it. You know this is your last opportunity. Romo was right. Get up to the line. Freaking run the ball. Get the yard and go. What are you doing taking forever to call the play, get back on the shotgun? Like, just get up the line, even QB sneak if you have to. You got to get that first down because you need those set of downs. Then you can get up and spike, and at least you got three tries to, to get mm-hmm. the 10 yards. I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Uh just the the Panthers' inability to run the ball was, is a problem because Cam Newton can't throw it 50, 52 times. That's just, no, can't do no. that. And as much as the Panthers did at times stop the run, there was many runs by LeGarrette Blunt where he got a first down. You know, Barner would get a chunk of yards. Uh, just Nelson Aguilar was, was important here uh, as well. Just uh, the Panthers are really lucky to have even been, had those opportunities at the end. Uh, Because, you know, it it just I I don't think that you can really give the Panthers defense too much crap. They did what they were supposed to do, you know, and 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 that offense just couldn't get anything going. The Eagles defense was absolutely dynamite the whole the whole night pretty much. And uh, yeah, I mean, five and one well deserved to go on a Thursday night without Lane Johnson and I, I look I know that it changes the entire game and I think we haven't said this enough losing Luke Keekley is a big deal mm-hmm. okay? it's an absolute big deal but you had two opportunities in the fourth quarter within five minutes left two different opportunities and you don't get it on either one that is a that that's on Cam Newton that's on the offense and uh, you know give credit to the Eagles defense again for for just doing their playing their game rushing guys and and being a being a problem so yeah i mean i don't i'm right right i mean yeah it's not got to be on on the Panthers offense because the Panthers defense did everything they're supposed to do
0: And even with that very last pass to McCaffrey on fourth down where it fell just short, that ball is just a little bit better. That ball goes maybe six inches to a foot further. It's an easier catch, and that last drive is still going. But no. Granted, it was a bit of a tough throw. I still think they could have ran
1: on that play. Got the one yard. Get up and spike it and go. Mm -hmm. I just... But, you know, I I think, again, credit to the Eagles defense because they were pressuring Cam the entire night. And that was another case on that fourth and one, just pressuring him, just getting in, getting it in. Just I I just want to like I thought this might be the game where a lot of talk about the Eagles haven't played anybody, but they've been getting wins. This was a big test game and they got this game. You know, I I think the rest of the NFC needs to be careful. Because the Eagles might just run away with this thing.
0: Especially the fact that, what, four of their first six are on the road? Yeah. Now they've got three straight games at home off of a mini-bye to start that home stand. If the Eagles can get to at least 7-2, and two, the division's just about done.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a interesting set of, you know, Washington, with the way 49ers have played, where I think three of their last four have been very close. Uh, you know, I don't think that that's just a cakewalk for Washington to deal with. You know, the Giants are already 0-5. They could very well be 0-6 with their having no receivers and going against that Broncos defense on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so, you know... The, the, I mean, Cowboys could already be looking at being in a hole in this bye week, and we're about to talk about it right now. Just want to end it on this. Again, the Eagles totally deserved this game. Their defense went out and absolutely were monsters. Uh, In the secondary, they were on top of these receivers most of the night. Even then, Cam Newton did a lot running. He tried to find Funches, He tried to find Benjamin. But it's like they were going too much to that deep pass. And it wasn't working for him. Or, they'd, or the guy would drop it. And just on that one of those last drives, you did two deep passes in a row. It's like at that point, just drive down the field, too. Like mm-hmm. what you need to do is make sure you don't give Carson Wentz the ball back as well. I mean. You don't want to just try to go for the go for it all thing. And then you give Carson Wentz a lot of time. And, you know, just the way the Panthers defense had been playing, they were tired by that point. I mean, they they were just – they were doing well to get him off on third downs, the best third down team in the league. But, yeah, just just wanted to close by saying that this is a – I think this is a, a big game for the Eagles to win. Panthers' second loss in the season – NFC South now much more wide open.
0: Indeed. Uh, this is basically a lot easier now for Tampa Bay. A lot easier.
1: Yeah, much easier for them. But, I mean, the way they've been playing, you never know. It could be open even more to the, the Saints. And and the Falcons certainly are still around the defending winners so nothing is said and done right now for that that division.
0: Hmm, mm, mm, mm.
1: I well, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say for Panthers fans, bookmark this one for the rest of the season. Bookmark it.
1: Well, speaking of bookmark moments, this could be one here as. Ezekiel Elliott and the Dallas Cowboys received, received news that I think was inevitable with the precedent that was already set last year with Tom Brady. However, this is not the ruling that the NFL wanted. or Well, they did want this ruling, but it's not the definitive ruling that they wanted. Ezekiel Elliott's uh, suspension has been reinstated after the federal court ruled two to one in favor of the NFL saying that the NFL PA went for an appeal too early before the decision on the, the NFL's appeal had been made. And so they got that, but they did not get the one they wanted, which is saying that the NFL has ultimate jurisdiction and that they cannot pursue this case so the NFLPA or Ezekiel Elliott's lawyers can go and re-put in the, the case or they could just go to that same court of appeals that said no and just say okay we're gonna we're gonna retool this in making it about the appeal process that it wasn't a fair appeal process and we're going to go that route and try to get an injunction there. And because this is the bye week, they could go for an emergency ruling and get it before the Cowboys are set to play the 49ers. Uh, so uh, they, they could get this done before that week. And even then, you gotta ex- you got to say, if there's a game where you'd think Zeke is safe enough to miss, it would be against the 49ers. So it's it's a good thing if it happens. However, there, there's a chance that they may just rule in favor of the NFL this way too, and then he has to serve the suspension. So lots of things could happen here. It's not over. Mm-mm. But this certainly uh, doesn't uh, help things.
0: No, and I think when you go back to the ruling of the original decision, the appeal process was unfair for a variety of reasons. And with the league meetings coming up, I think the NFLPA would be smart to really hang their hat on that because while it's no guarantee, they could get a much more favorable decision. They have two or three very solid options here at the very least to stall and further this maybe definitively towards the end of the season, pushing the suspension back to 2018. See what happens there. And I don't think the NFL wants to go through that again.
1: No, I don't think they do either. Uh, I think they'd much rather hope that the nflpa just says no but i I just can't see them denying elliot the chance to just go for this and see what happens right i mean the worst that can happen is that they will go ahead and just appeal in favor of the nfl and you're back to what you're at right now right so i I just don't see why you don't go ahead and do it
0: no and given the nflpa with everything that's going on and the new policies and all these positions from owners the NFLPA finally has a measure of leverage which they have not had in a long time even dating back to in the negotiations for this latest CDA. and I really think that is since this is since this has been such a rarity for the Players Association, they're going to use it to their utmost.
1: Oh yeah, uh, there. I mean, the precedent's already there for the NFL to win this case. Mm-hmm. Right. The only way the NFL may not win, and and basically this this is what the e, Elliot is doing now. He's basically going for the appeal. They didn't do a great job in in, in giving him a, a, a an appeal that was fair, right? So they're going for mm-hmm. the whole don't even we don't even get any kind of suspension, knock this out because they didn't give me a fair appeal process. If that doesn't work, then you know what what do you do about? If you're the, the Cowboys with Ezekiel Elliott at that point, you just have to take the suspension. But the NFL has precedent. If it wasn't for the fact that they did some shady stuff in the appeal, they'd have no recourse at this point.
0: None. None. So really, it's a case of the NFL potentially hanging themselves.
1: Right. But I think it's important. It's also important for the NFLPA. Right? It's not just about Ezekiel Elliott. It's about everybody in the future now. If you don't pursue this, this is your one shot to get something done about the NFL to make sure that when these guys get a, an appeal, that it's always fair. Yeah, granted, most most things like the Danny Trevathian, we already saw he got it dropped to one game. You know, mm-hmm. most of the time, the appeals go in the favor of the player where they drop games. But there's going to be other cases like Zeke's. And you want to already have that in play, where you're saying, okay, you got to make sure that you're fair. You got to make sure that all the evidence is put in, you know, all that. So I just, I just can't see a way where the NFLPA doesn't take this opportunity and go, okay, let's just do this. If mm-hmm. they say no, then they say no.
0: Yeah, they're absolutely going to, and I think this could end up better for the Players Association than they think. And again, leverage, leverage, leverage. (laughs) And if you really are thinking ahead with all of this going on towards that next collective bargaining agreement in four years' time, you start now. Start now.
1: Yep, go ahead. Start right now. Uh, So, I mean, that's what that's like for... Zeke might as well. I mean, we don't really have to talk about the Cowboys outside of that because they are on a bye week, along with four other teams that are also on bye this week, which I don't know why I don't have that in front of me at the moment. But it's, uh, yeah, it's the Bills. So, you know, a, a person that's been on this podcast before uh, is – you know, their team's not playing this week. The Seahawks and the Bengals uh, joined the Cowboys and having a bye week in Week 6. But, you no, know, we already talked about the, the one game that's already happened. We need to talk about the rest of the games that are happening in Week 6. And one of them that's sort of important, one to keep your eye on, is the Minnesota Vikings, who... Looks like Sam Bradford is going to be out again. Case Keenum is nope, coming in, and he's going to be at home playing quarterback against Aaron Rodgers. No uh, t- a very tall task there, but already talk about Teddy Bridgewater perhaps around week eight could be
0: ready to go. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, so I had to watch out for this at the beginning of the season and thought, what were the Vikings well, doing?
1: Well, who, well, who, who would have thought that Case Keenum would be out playing Sam Bradford right now? I
0: mean, uh, <laughs> where, where do I begin with that one? So, oh, boy,
1: what I'm trying to get at here is Case Keenum. You continue to play well, you might keep Teddy Bridgewater sitting on the sideline. If you don't play well in these next two games might start seeing the old quarterback come back Now, Let's be fair, and Terry Bridgewater wasn't some great passer when he did play, but the Vikings offensive line is in much better shape now than it was during the time where uh, Bridgewater was playing, and the Vikings D has had a couple of more years to gel and, and get cohesive as a team. If the Vikings can make this a defensive battle, I think they have a chance. But even in Minnesota, it's just really hard for me to count out Aaron Rodgers right now. He is on a roll. Aaron Jones, I think, winds up passing Ty Montgomery, even when he's healthy, to be the running back. Because, honestly, you want a natural running back. as your running back, not a guy that's a hybrid most of the time. Ty Montgomery is another Tavon Austin. Uh, Really, he should be out there catching passes. I think, honestly it's just hard for me to see the Packers go in and, and lose this game right now.
0: It's the same here, and I will boil it down to Aaron Rodgers. Something about him, something about teams within his division that he just owns them. And I think this is going to be the case again. He has got, still has a lot of weapons, still has that arm. It, it's hard of it against him right, right now.
1: If you're the Vikings, do use Latavius Murray and McKinnon to your strength, because the Packers have been showing you can run on them.
0: Absolutely. And I'm going to tell you right now, I would lean more towards McKinnon. I would give him a couple of extra carries over Latavius Murray in this case.
1: I totally agree uh, on that one. So... The Miami Dolphins have to go into Mercedes-Benz with Atlanta being a 12-and-a-half point favorite
0: oh, uh, God. for this
1: game. Jarvis Landry coming out and pulling a Terrell Owens and saying, That's my quarterback. Don't be yelling for Matt Moore if you're the fans. In fact, this is what he says, for people to not understand what's really going on or not even touch the field before and to say we want somebody else to be playing and don't understand the situation or know what's going on, they just want to be on Twitter or just want to start a damn chant. And it's embarrassing as a player to have fans like that. It's embarrassing. He's our quarterback. We stand by him regardless. And then Adam Gase poured more fuel onto that fire by saying They chanted for more last year, too. I'll make the decision on the quarterback. We're not going to take public polls. Ouch, Miami fans.
0: Watch what happens when they quit showing up the games.
1: Just ouch. Just take shots being taken at you everywhere. Yeah, I get that that's embarrassing and you don't want to hear that. But, I mean, it's not like Jay Cutler's been lighting the world on fire here. And this is another game where he could look really bad. He could
0: look not just bad, he could look stupid. Flat out stupid. And, and, and I'm telling you this again. Fans, they could just not show up. It's Miami. You got other things that you can do on a Sunday afternoon. If they're really calling you out and treating you like this, fine. You let them know what time of day it really is. And uh, Jarvis Landry, be very, very careful because, and as you said, Sean, T.O. said the exact same thing. Look what eventually happened.
1: If the Giants wouldn't even take his calls earlier this week. So. I can't believe he's still trying to think he could play in the NFL right now. But
0: Well, I mean, he, why not? Look, I mean, he's just sitting there with his popcorn. Everything good to go. He said himself, I love BC me some <laughs> me.
1: Well, don't love you some you too much. Uh, this is going to have to be the Miami Dolphins defense getting in on the Falcons. We have seen that Matt Ryan throw some interceptions this year. Uh, quite a few, but I'd still bank on, on Atlanta winning this game at home. Just, I think they got too much uh, for the Dolphins right there. The Lions are hoping to continue with their spotless away record and go into the Superdome to play the Saints where, you know, historically the Saints have played well even though they have not. They've only played one game there this season and they didn't win. This could certainly be a shootout, you'd imagine, with the Saints and Lions. Lions have the much better defense. Wouldn't be surprised if a turnover and subsequent score wins the game. I have to go with the Lions on this one.
0: Same here. I don't trust that Saints defense. And in a shootout, When you're looking at those last one, two big possessions in the fourth quarter, I trust Matt Stafford more.
1: I agree. I would say now that the whole running back situation is figured out where Alvin Kamara will probably be more of the scat back and you have Mark Ingram being more of the running back with no Adrian Peterson there to harp on the sidelines, maybe they figure out something more balanced. But I'd still say with the Lions, even though they're going to be missing Halodinata for eight weeks, he has an elbow oh. problem and just got put on the boomerang injured reserve. So that's an issue. Uh, big time mm-hmm. issue for the Lions there up front. But I'd still say with that secondary, they're bound to create some issues for Drew Brees and company. The New England Patriots. Going in to the place where the Jets are undefeated this season, 2-0, and to MetLife Stadium. I know some people are, have been bold enough to call this game for the Jets. New England nine-point favorites. Jets do play the Patriots well, regardless of the situation. I wouldn't be surprised if this is close. We know Josh McCown, when he gets into games where he has to throw the ball, he'll do it. I just can't, though. I just can't, I just can't do it. I'm going to say the Patriots win.
0: Tom I'll Brady going to do it. I'll even lay the points on that one. I would. I hope yeah. not. I'd like to see a V-close. No, I wouldn't. Trust me on that one. Can
1: you imagine? Imagine the Jets being four and two and being the leaders in that division.
0: Sean, after do you, this week? Do you want me to get repeated phone calls? Do you want my life to be miserable? Things are going good. Things are peaceful. They're gonna call Patriots fans, not Dolphins fans. Oh, you don't know New Yorkers. Trust me. Trust me. I'm just saying. Everybody in the AFC East is going to hear about it. Patriots fans, Dolphins fans, Bills fans. I just no. I, I'm look. I'm low on rations. Okay, I've only got two drinks and one edible. I'm trying to save those.
1: <laughs> I don't blame you, but this it would be incredible if that happened. I just I know. Brady showed, even with the limited uh, receiving core, they still competed and got the win on Thursday. It's hard for me. I will say, watch out. That that corner tandem, May and Adams have been tremendous this year for the Jets. Brady better watch it on, you know, where he throws the ball. Uh, He does have that shoulder problem.
0: Yeah. Does does
1: that come into play at all?
0: Yeah, he's had that shoulder problem for how long now? And there's always even been a hint of gamesmanship of Brady showing up on the injury reports or all that. that, No. Come on, Belichick knows better.
1: Redskins are 11-point favorites to defeat the 49ers at FedEx Field. I I you know, Redskins are coming off a bye. They've had plenty of time to game plan for San Francisco. That defense doesn't really scare you, but they do have a bit of a pass rush. I and and the Redskins defense last time we saw them, they were terrorizing folks.
0: Oh uh, I dunno. They're I'm... making
1: Oakland look bad.
0: Yeah, they were making Oakland look bad, but can they really now do that twice? I, I just, I, I mean, do Making
1: Brian Hoyer look bad isn't, you know, difficult or anything.
0: No, and I don't trust the Redskins still for some reason. I mean, against the spread, yeah, 9 is a bit of a... Or 11, rather, is a bit of a big number, A little bit too big for me to be comfortable, but just, no. This game is going to be a lot closer than it should be.
1: I think it's going to be a lot closer than it should be, and I'm going to say it. I'm calling the upset. 49ers are going to upset the Washington Redskins and bring them back from a bye in bad fashion.
0: Yeah, you're on your own on that one.
1: All right, fair enough. I'm going to call another upset here. I know it's a way. I know it's uh, difficult, uh, Mitchell Trubisky's second start. But I thought he showed some good things. He showed some bad things. Obviously, the interception was, was not something you want. It cost your team the game. Uh, it's. I still think it's a problem of not having receivers more than anything. And then they were able to kind of really hamper in the the running backs. The Ravens certainly could do that, but it's been such a weird year for these Ravens. I mean, their defenses looked amazing some games, and they look so bad other games. uh, 44-7. Yeah, and Joe Flacco, same thing. Some games he looks really good, some he doesn't. I know the six-and-a-half favorites seems pretty fair for Baltimore at home. I think the Bears pull it off, though. They That defense looked really impressive uh, last week. I know you're sacking Sam Bradford for, for the most part in that first half, but they got at least one sack on Keenum, and they were, they were being a force. So remember, Ravens had some injuries in the offensive line. I'm going to go with the Bears on this one.
0: I am again going to disagree. I think the Ravens, they know what the Steelers are doing now. They're kind of counting down until they get a little bit of a range for that one, trying to salvage themselves because they know they're still in a bit of a dogfight for that division. And I don't think the Bears have gotten to the point where they can advance what they've done with Trubisky past the preseason, not quite yet. Ravens take this one.
1: Texans made some signings on the defensive end to try to replace Whitney Merciless and JJ Watt two guys that are irreplaceable for that defense But even then this is the Deshaun Watson Showcasing to the Browns while they should have taken him instead of Deshaun Kaiser game. It's in Houston uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Lamar Miller runs all over and Foreman run all over the Browns Watson you know, throws a few touchdowns to Will Fuller or or DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think this is even close. I mean, I think Kevin Hogan has a better shot at keeping it close. But uh, even then, the Texans, they're not losing at home here.
0: Uh, Yeah. With this, with Cleveland, now that you've got another messy quarterback situation, now that you're going to Kevin Hogan – who's shown a little bit more promise. The Browns just seem a little bit too unlucky and deflated. I got to go with Houston on this one.
1: Yeah, it's just difficult for me to say that, you know, the Browns, this would be a game the Browns have a shot at winning. It's just there's too much riding Mm -hmm. against them, honestly. And this situation, Mm -hmm. the moving on from here is now getting into the four o'clock games. The Arizona Cardinals make an interesting move. Bring in Adrian Peterson. They release Chris Johnson. Buccaneers have a pretty good front.
0: CJ 2K should have shut up.
1: Yeah, C.J. Kukesh should have shut up, but I think he was always he was always gonna get draw- He was always gonna get released the moment that they uh, went and got Peterson. Uh, Peterson said he never forced his way out, but he's not gonna lie that he didn't want to change the scenery. He thinks he can still play five more years. No, gonna have to prove it a lot here at home against the Bucks. But certainly, the Cardinals could use a running game. They have missed that dearly. They've had to put so much pressure on Carlson Palmer and Larry Fitzgerald and the other guys. If Peterson can play anything like the Peterson, you know, of a few years ago, then the Cardinals might have something. I, that offensive line has problems.
0: Yeah, I just... but, but the – Buccaneers also have a lot of things figured out and bonus they may have fixed their kicking problem finally you say that you say <laughs> that
1: but we don't know he is seeing a medium right now a psychic to try to get things better it's just sad when you're having to see a psychic but uh
0: Why whatever you having- helps you. Why are you seeing a psychic? Tampa Bay is only a couple of hours from Casadega. You go there, see the people you need to, get in touch with yourself in the big cornfield, everything's good to go. Right uh, off of I-4, exit 116.
1: I think the Bucks hold Peterson in check, and the Tampa Bay gets back to their winning ways here.
0: As do I
1: the big 405 game though who would have thought this three and two Los Angeles Rams against the three and two Jacksonville Jaguars but it's in everbank Field Eric and Jaguars don't win there
0: no they don't and they're still not going to
1: even though Jacksonville is favored by two and a half but still. Well,
0: yeah, they're favored by two and a half, and home field advantage is worth three. What does that tell you?
1: Yeah. Oh, well, we already know that Everbank Field is not the the home field advantage for Jacksonville, but it the Rams looking to get back off the slide. They're they're two and zero away from the Coliseum this year. I, I feel like that Jaguars defense, so they're no joke. Neither is the Rams. This could be one of those like. 10 to 9 games or something. Especially Blake Bortles has got to get out there and throw. You got oh, God.
0: Gurley, the, the
1: The matchup of Gurley versus Fournette. This is going to be so much fun to watch, I hope. Uh, no, but, no, it isn't.
0: No, it's not. Why? Oh, it's not because this is still Blake Bortles. Now, granted, it's going to be a nice, cool day. We're finally going to break or uh, stop threatening 90-degree days as we normally do this time of year. It's going to be in the 80s. So if you're anywhere near downtown, go to some of the establishments. Hourglass, 1904. There are plenty of great places. The Tavern over pie uh, Veterans Memorial Arena. Best places to go watch the game. Bay Street Bar and Grill. Plenty of options. Okay,
1: okay, stop. Just stop. <laughs> I, we're giving them free publicity here. And we're getting hey,
0: I have to a, so a couple of those places. See, or... see,
1: you should talk to them about sponsoring, sponsoring the show. But uh, that's for another day. You did give them, you know, just, we might as well just call this, you know, football to the max at Jacksonville. Go visit Jacksonville portion of the show. Hmm. Nothing wrong with that, by the way.
0: Just. no. The, it's where Florida begins. Come on, now.
1: Uh, you're not wrong. Uh, so...
0: That I mean, is our Miami season. is at the end of Florida, so... I'm yes. just... But, uh... No, that, yeah. that became our official slogan, and it just kind of caught on. So it's like, eh, whatever. Yeah, mean, <laughs> who
1: wants to go to... Who, other than... Unless you're a racing fan, like, why are you going to Pensacola for? So, uh, so I mean, Leonard... You know... F- For all things considered, the Rams have shown you can run on them. And Leonard Fournette has been amazing this season. Not that Gurley hasn't, but I'm going to vote for Jacksonville here.
0: Nope. Getting that win at Everbank. No, no, no. That's all on you. I am taking the smart pick, and I'm going with the Rams.
1: All right, all right, fair enough. The game I think a lot of people are going to be watching for because Big Ben is looking to rebound after last week's five interception performance, and he. Oh, I forgot to mention that Alec Ogletree got a very much deserved uh, forty-two million with thirty million guaranteed four-year contract extension. This is the linebacker for the Rams. Uh, who also can can rush the passer as well.
0: And you have any idea how far even like one game check could go if you're celebrating down here in Jacksonville? Please, I wouldn't be surprised if he go lights up Blake Bortles, and then you see him in certain establishments around town. By the way, of which, if you're listening, tweet me at Squid Sportshead, and I can give you some recommendations.
1: You think Sammy Watkins has the right to be frustrated because he doesn't have a big role with the Rams?
0: No. catch uh, Be more effective, be better in practice, and catch more passes. Sorry.
1: I feel like he doesn't need to be because the team is still 3-2. and two. Yeah. He had a... Damn good game against the Cowboys. I mean, he's been efficient when he needs to be. Just, yeah, you're not getting the ball all the time. I know that's frustrating for receivers, but he's spreading the ball around and he's trying to get everybody involved.
0: So Exactly. Just sit back and enjoy the ride.
1: Certainly, and I was mentioning Big Ben. He says that I don't question myself. Uh, No offense offense to any of you guys, the media, but it doesn't matter to me how you guys question me or not, or quote-unquote professional talking heads. Uh, You know, he then talks about how he doesn't even remember his own stats, but I've been playing this game longer than you've probably been covering it. Well, he is obviously feeling much better after that. He, He, you know... Do you think that was a one-week wonder? Yes. And he performs much better against the Chiefs, though, in Arrowhead.
0: Yeah, performs better. Loses, but performs better.
1: I, yeah, I'd say they still lose. Uh, the Steelers' defense is pretty good, but you still got to go against Marcus Peters. You can maybe catch one on Mitchell if you're Antonio Brown or Martavis Bryant. You could say the Chiefs are due, and this is a tough game, but I, I just can't. The The way Alex Smith has been playing has been a, a incredible. Kareem Hunt as well. You know, looks like Travis Kelsey is going to be okay. He
0: practiced.
1: Yeah, i, I still got to go with the Chiefs here.
0: So do I.
1: The Los Angeles Chargers going against the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I think Derek Carr is trying to play, but...
0: Nope, he shouldn't.
1: If you're the Raiders, I mean... I feel like... You might want to keep him out.
0: Keep him out until at least the Thursday game, where you're going to need him more, and you have those extra few days to see what is up with your back. But even with EJ Manuel... The Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Raiders, can easily take this over the Los Angeles. Probably should hopefully should be soon back to San Diego Chargers in this one.
1: Well, looks like reports are that Derek Carr remains on track to start. Ah. Uh, Chargers.
0: Bad idea. Bad However, idea. However,
1: the air in Oakland might be a problem because of the wildfires. Uh, the air quality is poor. They've had to cut practice short for two days now because of that. So, you know, at, they're monitoring at, that situation as to whether it's going to get played in Oakland or not.
0: Yeah, as of right now, it will still be played as scheduled. And also, both Stanford and Cal set to host games. Their games could be affected too, so... uh Keep an eye on this one. And if you're in Northern California. Around those wildfires. They tell you to evacuate. Go leave. There's already been another saddening. Loss of life. Do not make this any worse.
1: He is uh, totally right on that one. Please do. Uh, Exactly uh, what he just said. If Derek Carr plays. The Amari Cooper situation. Is just absolutely frightening. At this point like. How do you just go incognito like this? Like just—I don't understand. But uh, <laughs> Marshawn Lynch hasn't been himself either. <laughs> I, I mean that that door is open for the Chargers to come take this game.
0: Uh, but this is still the Chargers we're talking about. I don't know. I think this is going to be another nail-biting close one, but I think the bad luck for the Bolts returns.
1: We'll see. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Denver on Sunday Night Football. I'm sure they're wishing they could have flexed this or something. (laughs) 11.5-point favorites against an 0-5 Giants team that is missing Odell Beckham Jr., Dwayne Harris, Brandon Marshall, Sterling Shepard is probably going to be out at least this game. So you got Evan Ingram, Greg Lewis Jr., Travis Rudolph. I mean, still good receivers, by the way. And uh, company, probably going to have to use some running backs as well to go out there and catch balls. uh, To go against this Broncos defense (sighs) with with, uh, Aqib Talib, Chris Harris, I think that's too much for... This Giants receiving course is where they're going to really miss Beckham. Uh, the Broncos have been stifling against the run, not that the Giants really have a run game. Uh, the Now, listen, the Giants defense is still the Giants defense, even though they are without Dom- Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie because he's been suspended indefinitely by the team. Now, those can only last one to four weeks, but still. What do you think, Eric? I mean, I'd still say it's this is a really hard one for the Giants
0: Lay the points, watch something else Sunday night, Giants to 0-6. Yeah,
1: this is not the game you want uh, to be trying to win and, and avoid that 0-6, but...
0: Pray there's a good baseball game on.
1: Broncos should win this. And then Monday Night Football, even though Marcus Mariota is set on track to come back, it's the Colts and Titans, both 2-3. and three. In Nissan Stadium in Nashville, Uh, DeMarco Murray going to try to get back on track as well. Jacoby Brissett's been surprising people. And you know what? I think they're going to come spoil the party. I think the Colts win this one. Uh, The defense is playing well enough. The Titans defense isn't anything to ride home about. Brissett could you know, run around and get something going with T.Y. Hilton. And, you know... How do we know Mario is going to be right back into it when he, you know, coming back from the injury?
0: Yeah, I wonder if the Predators are going to be playing that night because that, whoever they play, it would be a much more interesting game than this one's going to be. Who do you got? Ah, Titans 13-10. 13. and of course okay. in and, and of course it's Monday so I can't really drink so yeah I'm gonna be looking for more baseball and or hockey on that night as well
1: <laughs> I can't say that I blame you at all for that honestly uh, that's I, I would probably be trying to do that too if I didn't have to uh be taking notes and watching this game, but yeah, let's get on to the college pick 'em. Some interesting games. Uh, I mean, we've certainly had better weeks, but still some interesting uh, games here. Uh, you have the Texas Tech Red Raiders, who are ranked for the first time this season, going against West Virginia. You know what? I think West Virginia is going to come in for the upset. Ditto. And Red Raiders are going to go back to not being ranked again. (laughs) So, uh, TCU, Texas has beaten Kansas State. Uh, They made, I thought Texas did a pretty damn good job in beating Kansas State last week. I just can't see it. TCU is going to win.
0: Easily. I mean, they've already spoiled Bedlam for the Big 12. Now it's on them to keep it up.
1: Well, Texas could spoil Oklahoma's party some more in the Red River Rivalry, three thirty.
0: Oh boy!
1: I uh, okay. know what? I'm
0: going to say Texas with the upset. First of all, I don't know. I know why everybody changed it to the Red River Red River Rivalry, but for the sake of my tongue and because I don't feel like it, that game is always going to be the Red River Shootout. And Oklahoma is going to be way too pissed off to lose.
1: That's a fair statement. But, hey, we've seen Texas is hung tough with a lot of big teams this year. They could certainly yep. do it with Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, hanging tough, but there again, Oklahoma will be too pissed off to lose. Navy
1: taking on Memphis. These two teams can certainly score points. Navy still hasn't played anyone.
0: Well, and they're they not barely really
1: beat the team really that one. Yeah, but they barely beat I forgot who they played last week. I did the damn but I don't know why I can't remember now. But they played Air Force. And Air Force isn't bad this year. They barely beat Air Force by 3. I guess it is a battle the the military academy, so those are always going to be tough, they but play-
0: Yep, the Commander-in-Chief Trophy. Although, I mean, come on. I get this, but can at least one of those schools throw the Coast Guard a bone? Play them once every couple of years? Does the Coast Guard they-
1: have a football team?
0: Yes, they do. Are the they Coast part Guard- of the NCAA? Yeah, Division 3 They're the Bears. Oh. They were very similar to Gators' colors, actually.
1: I'm going to say Memphis with the upset
0: here. You know what? The midshipmen, they'll be walking in Memphis. They'll have their feet 10 feet off of Beal. But they're not going to feel the way I feel because they're going to lose.
1: Nice reference there. Uh,
0: I had to be sure to get it right for this episode.
1: Ohio State going into Nebraska. Nebraska didn't look good against Wisconsin last week. I don't imagine that's going to be the same for Ohio State. Buckeyes go in and roll.
0: The children of the corn have not been scary since they entered the Big Ten.
1: You are not wrong. Eh, They've had a couple years ago, I feel like they were close.
0: No, 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 no. Uh,
1: Yeah, Wisconsin always seems to get the better of them uh, in that side of the Big Ten. Utah had not played anyone until they played Stanford and they got they it was some bad penalties kept Utah with a chance but they didn't look very good at all against Stanford. Uh, I think USC's going to come in at home and roll them.
0: Have you ever dealt with an angry Mormon? Uh yes.
1: My brother was Mormon at one point. He got angry at me, so
0: uh, okay, but overall, it was pretty easy to handle, right? Yes. That's exactly what USC is going to do. You're not going to have those people riding their bikes with their black ties, knocking on your door at 7 in the morning. Sorry, it's... No. <laughs>
1: UCLA, I think they handle Arizona.
0: Uh, I've actually got Arizona, maybe in a bit of an upset in this one. San Diego State, undefeated.
1: I think they beat Boise State. Boise State is not the team they used to be, and they've shown it this year.
0: They don't do the Statue of Liberty. It ain't going to help them. Aztecs all the way.
1: And they're playing this game at 11 o'clock. Yes. God, did they just want us to? Oh like, yes. Not be able to sleep. Apparently, Stanford taking on Oregon. This should be a really fun game to watch. I feel like Stanford's gonna start clicking back in the gear and get this one.
0: So do I. And uh, that means that from my night of a uh, hopeful debauchery, I'll be home just in time for kickoff. Miami and Georgia Tech. Do you really have to ask?
1: Well, I mean, I didn't think you'd go against Miami, but, you know, Georgia Tech's not, they've been good this year. And? Just saying.
0: No. I've, I've, no. Seen, I've
1: been seeing some people picking the upset.
0: <laughs> oh, the hope of the mighty and the foolish.
1: Miami. Miami. I'm going for Miami. LSU, I've been seeing a lot of people picking this upset too. LSU and <laughs> Auburn. LSU?
0: It's in Death Valley. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Where did Troy go and win? They could be pretty angry about that, by the way. Yeah, you're pretty angry, yet you had to. Syracuse hung tough with you. Troy beat you. Do you really deserve to be angry? Auburn's going to come in and take Ed Ordron's job with them. Sorry.
1: I would agree as well. Auburn. Wisconsin. Purdue's been interesting this year. They they beat uh, Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin, I would say, gets the win, though.
0: Again, they beat Minnesota. Sorry. Your twins are out. I talked about Minnesota United repeatedly on soccer to the max. They're hanging their hopes on the wild, and I think also college hockey season is going to start up soon. Eh. Although, hey, to their credit, the Timberwolves have some sweet-looking New Jerseys. So there's that.
1: That they do. Uh, Washington taking on an Arizona State team. that They, they did beat Oregon. And... I'm just bringing that up for the sake of just the, so that it doesn't look like they
0: <sighs> – whatever.
1: <laughs> uh, Washington should still win regardless.
0: Yeah, this, this is why. I don't know why you bring that up because, again, look at what Washington State just did to them. Washington is going to do even worse. Michigan State taking
1: on Minnesota. It is at TCF Bank.
0: I, really Sean again it really really
1: hey this is the time for Michigan State to make sure that they're not pretenders so
0: and they will I I, I don't know where's any debate on this one
1: I'm just bringing that up South Florida should beat Cincinnati they've been awful Cincinnati's been awful
0: No, of course they have, and I think Cincinnati's going to, or USF, rather, is going to tie the record for consecutive games with 30-plus points.
1: They're also on a 10-game win streak as well.
0: Yeah, they could easily hang 50, because, I mean, come on. Uh, Miami, USF, it's on us to get to the New Year 6 now, representing the Sunshine State, so...
1: Speaking of hanging 50, Georgia's going to... If they don't hang 50 on Missouri, I'll be really surprised.
0: Oh, please. That one's going to be at least 60.
1: It's, God, at least 60. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. NC State and Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh has not been the team they were last year at all. Uh, NC State should win again.
0: They, sh- they should, but don't be surprised if this is one of those... Out of nowhere, crazy high-scoring ACC games. Yeah, it is at Heinz Field, so you never know.
1: Uh, Indiana taking on Michigan in, in
0: Bloomington. Uh, Michigan. This would be a lot more appealing of a basketball matchup. In the oh field.
1: yes, certainly.
0: But uh, uh,
1: Arkansas is going to get whooped by Alabama. I'm already telling you that. I don't they,
0: need I, to. It, no, I mean, especially since Dabo Sweeney's going to be there uh, with all of his old guys celebrating the 92 national championship team, which I may only be slightly bitter about, but not really.
1: How's he going to be there when Clemson. Oh, Clemson plays on Friday. That's
0: right. Yeah, he even said he's glad the schedule worked out. Be there Friday, be there Saturday, win win. Yeah, Clemson
1: should beat Syracuse. Even if it's in the carrier dome.
0: Put all three quarterbacks and they each throw at least two touchdown passes. Tigers hang up 70. Whoop-de-doo.
1: Any chance Cal beats Washington State?
0: Hell no. Unless they move the game. Then, oh no.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'd still say Washington State wins as well. So, I think that pretty much covers it here. So, that's going to do it for us this week. I hope that uh, you enjoy your football for this weekend. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Football to the Max. Uh, wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can subscribe to the whole WTM network to get our thoughts on the U.S. men's national team failing to qualify for the World Cup. That was just a tragic moment that we're still having to feel today. We're going to feel for a long time coming. Five oh. years, we have to wait again.
0: And there's even more news coming out in the world of FIFA. Not just the UEFA Nations League, but the the Derby bribery on the Narcissus.
1: Oh, Lord, again. Again. And not surprising at all when it comes to soccer and bribery. But, yes, uh, you can also listen to Eric's point of viewer. You can listen to all the Wrestling to the Max stuff, which is, you know, where the network gets its name. You can listen to video games, everything else. So, all right. Until we are here again on Monday night after the Monday Night Football game. Later, everybody.
0: Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit w2mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.